So, listener, this is actually our third attempt at the intro for this episode because the previous two have been deigned to have too many sex toy references. So, Sam, talk to me about <laughs> Eden. Well, listener, we have an excellent guest on the way. So, Small Flex met this gentleman in Miami as he's playing to thousands of people. Yawn. He's a humble, he's a lovely, and he's a very talented humble young man. Shut up, Mark. Do you even know what that word means, Sam? There we go, there we go. I think this episode's really interesting for a number of reasons, because again, regardless of if you're a producer DJ, as long as you're a musician, you know, he talks about his journey, talks about how long it took. That's one of the most potentially insightful things from the show is how long it took before he was making a living. Talks about, you know, self-awareness, making sure you enjoy the journey as much as focusing on your big goals, all that kind of thing. And he talks about one of the greatest songs of all time. Eden, if you've listened to any of these previous shows, you will have known that we get straight to the point, we get straight to the value for musicians as quickly as we can. I think you're in this very unique position for a bunch of our listeners, because you've toured the world, you've had songs go to millions of people, you've had all this cool shit happen, and you've kind of seen it from a few different angles. So I'm going to keep it broad, over the experience that you have had, what are the three kind of things that you wish you knew starting out, both as a DJ or a producer? You can take it down either route, but what are the things you kind of wish you knew starting out? Yeah, you know what? It's it's a bit of a weird one because like if I was talking to my younger self, I could give myself advice, but then that might take my younger self on like a trajectory that's different to where I am now. So mm. it's like, would that be a positive thing or would that be negative? Mm. But there's definitely things I could say that would that would have been helpful 100%. The mm. first one, understand that this is a journey that's going to take time. Like <laughs> yeah. when I was first starting out, I was ready to be a superstar. Like I thought my music <laughs> was the best music in the world. I was sending it to everyone. I was like, where's my offer for Tomorrowland? Do you know what I mean? Where's my offer for <laughs> Ultra? Like I was ready. I was ready to blow up. But what I didn't realize is that it was actually going to take a good few years for things to start gaining momentum, for a little bit of success to start coming. And so, yeah, there was definitely a little bit of like frustration at the beginning. So you definitely have to kind of understand that like things could really pop off like in a year or in, a, in two years, but like it could take five, six, 10, 15 years for things to really start moving. So mm. I think I definitely wasn't what, what wouldn't have been like ready to understand that. So if I could say anything to someone starting out, it's like, are you prepared to like be in this for the long run? Like this could mm. be a very long term game. Like you should you could still be like in a similar position five years from now. How would you feel about that? And also like with that in mind, it's like make sure you're still going to want all of the things that you want out of this in 10 years time. Do you know what I mean? Like, let's say in like in a couple of years, like I want to be like touring around the world and all of this. Like, cool. Like, would you want to be doing that in 10 years? Do you know what I mean, it's something to think about. Definitely. Yeah. So that's the first thing I would think about. Just quickly before you jump on the second thing, was there anything you did that helped you with that? Did you reach a point where you were getting frustrated that it wasn't going quickly? So, you know, did you do a like five year plan or anything? Like, is there anything that helped you deal with that? going through it yourself it definitely helps to kind of set your intentions also more than anything make sure that you're you're doing something that you love as well as doing something as well as like to have a goal in mind because mm. at your foundation you have to love what you do right um and luckily like I've, I've always made sure that i am just really enjoying what i'm doing at my core so it even though i wasn't expecting like things to kind of start moving so it, it takes so long for that to happen because I've always loved what I was doing, I've just been enjoying the journey. Definitely have that in mind for sure. Awesome. Sorry, back to number two. Uh, number two, I would say don't let it turn into work. Uh, and when I say that, what I mean is 
So when I was starting out, I was literally, like I said, I was just doing things out of the love for doing it, which is great. But then once I started getting like a little bit of success and a little bit of momentum and like management came on board and labels came on board, suddenly like the context of what you're doing changes. And if you're not careful, your perspective can change it too. Because the reason I was getting that initial success and momentum was because I was just doing what I loved. But then once other people started coming in and the success started coming, my kind of perspective at the beginning changed. And I was like, okay, now I need to switch it up. And now I need to kind of make music that has some kind of like expecting some kind of result or some kind of commercial success with that. Mm -hmm. And I think that can lead you to a place where you're not just doing it for the love anymore. You're just, you're doing it for the expectation of a result. And that can really kind of, as an artist, that can take you somewhere that you you might not necessarily want to be because um if you're doing that for too long it's gonna it's it's gonna come with a lot of compromise but as long as you're doing what you love you're enjoying and it's working just keep doing it you can get the instinct to want to switch it up but you don't need to mm, be true uh third thing right yeah reason through this uh, <laughs> uh the third <laughs> thing is um if your music is getting rejected by labels it doesn't mean your music isn't good it means that your music just doesn't fit for the label that you're trying to get it released on. I mean, that initial, I think sometimes that initial rejection, at least for me at the beginning, it was like, okay, like there was been points where I'm like, I've just made the best song I've ever made in my life. Like this is, this is it. Like I'm done. Like I'm like literally like, I, I can't do better than this. Like I'm so good. I'm amazing. I'm the best producer in the world. Like I've just done something crazy. And then I'll be like, I'll show it to a label full of confidence and they'll be like, no, this is not for us. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, what's going on? Are you crazy? Like, what's happening? Um, and th yeah, that can knock you back personally. Like on a personal level, it can knock you back. And not only does it make you question yourself if you're not careful, you can also question the work. And then like suddenly, because someone else hasn't validated the work, you can question it yourself and you can start saying, maybe this isn't good. Maybe this is pretty bad. So you kind of have to find that balance because there's value in kind of like taking on feedback from other people. But you have to, as long as you love what, you've, what you're doing, then you can't get kind of thrown off by labels saying it doesn't fit for them. Ian, I could talk to you for about seven hours just based on the <laughs> stuff you've said in, in that top three. Like that, that's one of my favorite top three so far. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> where to start you know classic about enjoying the journey not getting obsessed about the destination not mm. seeing it as work if it's what you love do, remembering why you do music because you love it not to meet the brief of a specific A&R not taking it personally when that one person you were really hoping gonna was gonna like your music doesn't mm. necessarily like your music if Sam said right you've got one question to Eden after that Tom three even though I've just said I want seven hours I think one of the things that might be most useful if you're happy to share is we find with our audience, you know, a 20 year old at the start of their journey of dreaming about making a living from music, whether that's creating music, performing it, DJing it, is hearing some of the examples of the people they look up to and see as successful and hearing how long it took for them. Are you comfortable sharing how long that journey was between starting dreaming of making a living from music and the number of years that went by until you were making from music? And the cousin of that question would be, how many times did you have to send your music to labels and get no's before you got that first yes? I was sending my music to countless, countless, countless labels and got more rejections than I can possibly think. Like hmm. it just, 
it got to a point when I started kind of enjoying it, just enjoying the process <laughs> of just getting rejected by labels because yeah, it's, it's, it, it took a long, long time. And I mean, I need to kind of calculate it. I guess it took about a good eight or nine years before I really started getting into a wow. situation where I was doing what I was doing for a living. So is it fair to say, someone looks at your Instagram right now, you are living the dream. They see you with a big <laughs> smile on your face, playing to hundreds if not thousands of people, some of whom are very attractive uh, in lovely environments, playing your own tunes. <laughs> but it's taken the best part of a decade and tens if not hundreds of rejections to get to that point. It's definitely taken a, a whole lot of... of of rejections um i'm definitely in a place now when i'm kind of really enjoying the kind of fruits of all the work that i've put in but for me it still feels like i'm getting started almost and maybe that's mm. that's part of the reason why things are still moving because i'm still just as hungry now as i was 10 years ago so yeah definitely the demo submission was a really nice precise example of the process you often have to go through as a musician and i got the feeling you'd maybe sent a couple of demos before labels realized quite how brilliant you were um <laughs> so you've You've shared that, yeah, you did have to do that countless times. Because sometimes people send two demos and they think, oh, well, it's not working. And we're <laughs> like, bruv, you got to send 200 <laughs> demos. There you go. And by the way, I'm still getting rejected by labels now, nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting, like, the rejections never stop. They never, I don't think there will ever be a point when I'm like, everyone would be like, yeah, yeah, look, we didn't want to sign you. Like, I'm still getting rejections all over the place. And it's still a case of, like, managing those expectations and, mm. and, keeping keeping going and don't get put off by it because for every you know 10 no's eventually all you need really is one yes to get things moving so one follow-up from that and then we'll let sam jump in is you said something really interesting was you got to a situation where you started to in your mind enjoy the nose you you did some yeah. mental gymnastics to see that as a challenge or funny you know sometimes when we get rejected by someone we fancy we feel sad and other times we're like she must be drunk must have sight <laughs> issues. How did you manage to do those mental gymnastics to sort of twist it from feeling down about those rejections to actually at least be neutral, if not out and out enjoying them? I don't think I had a choice. I know that's not very helpful, but <laughs> it was kind of like I was so set and had so much belief in myself that I was like, okay, you're saying no because you don't understand, but not because like the music's not good enough. Um, but maybe looking back, the music wasn't good enough. Um, but <laughs> at the time, it was just having the perspective and that belief to to have a goal and not let kind of any nose get in the way of of your kind of perspective of it of uh, if believing in yourself enough to just keep it moving okay this person's not right and you know there's maybe like you sent it to someone and if you sent it to them last week maybe they'd have liked it you can can't really predict how how someone's really going to respond to a situation so you can't really take it too personally you just have to keep it moving and like I said, like you get one yes and that's all you need. I think one thing I'm curious about, especially because you've been honest about your journey, Eden, is like most artists of any kind, not just musicians, you've been through a few kind of eras of Eden Prince. You know, you've had th different sounds, you've had different chapters like we all do. You know, it feels like you're quite good at being self-aware of a mixture of what you like, but also what your audience wants at the same time. You know, if one of the main points from your top three at the start is like, do what you love, is that just a natural evolution of what you love is changing and you're kind of just making music that, you know, reflects what you love? You know, you've had these areas of like SoundCloud era, you've had COVID era, you've now got this new world that you're <laughs> in of like touring the world as a superstar DJ era. Like, is there anything other than just life experience, which obviously influences the music that you make? 
yeah, is there anything you're doing that I guess is strategic almost to to the music you're making, or is it purely just artistic expression of how you feel in that moment? There's definitely been times when like, I kind of like have been getting a little bit of success, uh, not just as Eden Prince, because I've had like a number of different aliases as well throughout, mm. throughout the years of producing. And there's been times when I'm kind of like making a certain genre, making a certain different style, and then getting to a point when I'm like, I'm not really in alignment with with this anymore. I'm not really enjoying this mm. particular song, but still felt kind of in, inclined and obliged to have to kind of continue making it because the success is there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, people like this. Let me just keep making loads and loads of this kind of stuff. That gets to a point when it's like, if you're not enjoying it anymore, it's a ticking time bomb because you're going to get into a situation where you're either burned out or you're just really not happy with where you're at. So I, I'm definitely always trying to make sure that the core of what I'm doing is just something that I love doing and enjoying doing it. And that's, of course, like with life, that's always going to change. Like now I've been playing a lot more shows over the last couple of years. It's definitely kind of changed my approach to house music, seeing like thousands of people dance to certain songs. It's like, oh, okay, maybe if I just, it kind of inspires me. It's like, okay, now I want to make this type and I want to make this type. So that's definitely always kind of changing naturally anyway and i'm always kind of evolving but yeah it's it's just all a part of the journey i'm gonna do a small flex that makes us both look cool Eden. we actually met in miami um and you know one of the things i got to, uh got to you know see there obviously thousands of people and your rights is always fascinating is anyone just on stage seeing which songs crowds react to you know one of my favorite moments was you dropping music sounds better with you and the crowd going crazy that was a beautiful moment um but uh now that you've done, you made the point, you know, the past few years of where you've really gone full steam ahead with shows, touring, long flights, all that kind of stuff. You know, that's the dream for a lot of people, but it's really intense, especially when you're a producer as well and trying to focus on making music. Is there any things that you've done to make that less intense for yourself, whether that's for your mental health, your physical health, or just anything that helps you stay a functioning human being amongst all the crazy? I mean, people obviously warn you, like when I was starting out, someone said, you know, you know, all those flights and all those hotels, like there's a lot of that kind of life that is not so much fun. And so, and, it, and it's true, like when you've got like an 11 hour flight here and a 12 hour flight there, it gets very, it gets, it's, it's exhausting. So you kind of like have to balance that and you have to look after yourself. Like I, I've started hitting the gym way more just to try and keep that balance, trying to eat healthier, trying to stay as healthy as possible so that I can just manage those things. And you definitely have to kind of balance that for sure. I let out a big sigh when you said music sounds better. This is going to sound a bit do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. But I was listening to your track. I think it's your most recent track, Take It to the Rhythm. And it made me think of Stardust. I know that may sound a bit weird because on first listen, it sounds <laughs> nothing like it. But it's got that, there's a but, 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 but in, in the song. And it made me think of the, the hi-hat noise in Music Sounds Better. <laughs> and then now you tell me that you two kind of fell in love with each other in Miami <laughs> to the sound of Stardust. Go. Music sounds better. So it's, in, it's yeah. clearly the song. <laughs> It is Definitely. the song. It's the only song, Eden, that me and Sam agree on. We, we're opposites attract when it comes to music. <laughs> There's probably only one song in our respective top 100, maybe even top 1,000 that we agree on, and it is Stardust. <laughs> music sounds better <laughs> with you. Beautiful song. It, there you go. That says a lot about the actual song. Cool. I mean, Eden, something that I, I think would be interesting as well, you know, one of our main chats when we first met was talking about social content, the fact that, online promoting yourself as an artist producer is obviously a very wildly different space than it was even a few years ago never mind obviously like 5 10 15 years ago when we were first chatting you were honest about 
how you know tricky it is as an artist to keep up with the ever-changing landscape of it worth acknowledging as well you do have an amazing team around you should shout out at Jex know them while they're they're a great team yeah is there anything that you've found that's helped you with that both on the creating or the consumption side of it like just give it to someone else does that make your life easier is it the you know things that are easy and you get we often a lot of artists talk to us and say you know we just get a day a month and do a content day and then because I hate making content I care about making music just get locked in all that kind of stuff is there anything you found that's helped you with the kind of online side of making music it's a challenging one because um I'm not sure I'm like the kind of person to ask about social media I'm definitely not a social media expert and you're right things are constantly changing you know advice on kind of what you should do like maybe I should post more stuff like this or maybe I should just post more stories about this like the the environment and the platforms are constantly changing so i think i feel like you can be in a place where you're constantly trying to keep up or you can just say look like i'm just going to keep trying to post what means a lot to me and the people that are going to connect with it can and uh, it's you know that obviously kind of things like instagram and things like that there's going to going to be a limited amount of reach and so it's it's tough man but <laughs> i think it all just comes down to not having kind of any expectation of of a result just to kind of be yourself as, as cliche as that is and mm-hmm. kind of post stuff that you think you would find interesting and there's you're always going to find your your your, your tribe you're always going to find um people that you connect with and people that relate to you as long as you can you can be yourself and kind of share that aspect of yourself with others when you say find your tribe are you talking about um your fan base or are you talking about the team around you and that whole it's really important to surround you yourself with like-minded people that you are the five people you most hang around with that kind of energy um i mean i was talking in the context of social media but that's definitely that's definitely true as well and that kind of comes from having to put yourself up uh, out there and almost kind of being vulnerable and saying this is who i am and then the right people will always come along definitely but in terms of social media just in in regards to like you can't always predict like how a post is gonna react like you might think you have like a post that's gonna get like thousands of likes and then it'll only get like a hundred and it's like what's going on if you, you you can drive yourself crazy um of course there's always gonna you know someone like sam which is i, I you know talk to all the time i say look sam <laughs> what's the what's the way to do this you know but at the end of the day you just gotta you just gotta do your own thing you just got to kind of be yourself. You just got to put yourself out there and things will happen. Well, speaking of putting yourself out there, thinking back to maybe the earlier days, I'm just wondering how mischievous you got with your own hustling. Are there any um, bits of mischief stroke creativity you got up to in the early days, sneaking backstage to meet a key person, leaving a demo on the window screen of the A&R of your favorite label that you got up to and you're happy to share? <laughs> Off the top of my head, I was I used to get really ridiculously creative with emails, and I still Ooh, do. That's like, really like I just I, I just kind of write emails, especially the subject headers. Yeah, I, was gonna say. I just <laughs> say stuff that's so ridiculous that whoever's going to read it has no choice but to say, "What is this?" Come on, and then. just by default, just have to open it like a little, not like a clickbait thing, but just like <laughs> say something so kind of provocative that it gets people to kind of open. The message. I love Donald Trump. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Like, have you got any? Are you going to share any of these email subject titles? There was one time when I was trying to get like, a, I'm not sure I should say the name, um, a, a particular DJ's attention. I'd, I'd never spoken to them before, and I just said, "Look, DJ, me and you one day are going to be sitting backstage 
at the same <laughs> show and we're going to be laughing about how I sent you this ridiculous email <laughs> <laughs> and you and now you play all my music and there you go. So it's just kind of basically trying to be a little bit different because you can just expect <laughs> that people are going to receive so many promos and it's like why are they going to give you the time just a little bit of kind of sauciness in that email and that subject <laughs> probably go a long way and it's to be fair it's helped a lot because people have seen emails so ridiculous from me that they've they've actually emailed back and said like that was that was cool like well done (laughs) (laughs) have have we had a full circle moment yet have you been backstage yet with someone that got one of those emails not yet they appreciated that email but that's definitely going to be a moment when it happens (laughs) well just quickly, let's talk about people that want to hustle you, Eden. Well, that's because they want to work with you, whether that's because they want you to play one of their songs as an you know, up-and-coming producer. What's the best way for a producer or musician to hustle you? I would say like a, a tiny bit of effort goes such a long way. Like an email that I, I mean, I get so many kind of promo emails and you can tell that the person that sent the email has sent it to like a hundred other people. Yeah. So when I get something that's like a lot more personal, and you can tell has been just for me, maybe tells them a bit about themselves and why they're messaging me personally. It just it just makes me think, oh, this is cool. Let me check this out. Much more likely to kind of give it a listen rather than just kind of any kind of obviously kind of copied and pasted thing. So yeah, tiny little bit of effort goes goes a long way for sure. Is there a particular way you like to receive your demos? Um, yeah, email's fine. Email's fine. I mean, like, you know, you can DM me, you can email me. It's 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 there's no kind of particular way, definitely. But um yeah, definitely, definitely helps if there's a little bit of effort there for sure. Mark, any final thoughts? No, we've done that a half hour. We found out your creative hustling techniques. <laughs> we've bonded over Stardust. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Eden, the final question we ask all our guests then is as new music lovers, right now as we record this on the 16th of March, 2023, what is one piece of new music that you are loving right now? I'm, I'm really digging one of Skrillex's new albums. Um, I haven't listened to both of them. But um, the first one was absolutely insane. I mean, like as a dance music fan, he's managed to kind of cram every single possible (laughs) subgenre into that album. And in a way that's completely flawless. Like he moves from like house to garage to trance. And that's like, I don't even realize it's happened until I'm listening to it. I'm like, what's going on? So that's, that's been a really fun and enjoyable listen, definitely. Awesome. So that's that because he dropped two albums, didn't he? He did the like more ravey one and then the more chill one. So I think you're talking about Quest for Fire, I think, which is the first. Quest record. for Fire, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, definitely both to our listeners, if they somehow haven't heard it yet, that both are definitely worth checking out. They're really, really good. Cool. Well, let's wrap this up then, Eden. So someone is if someone is listening but they haven't heard you before, haven't heard your music before, don't follow you on social, what do you think they should go and do right now? Is there a song they should listen to, a social media account they should go and follow right now? 100% go follow me on Instagram at Eden Prince. Nicely done. Efficient. Awesome. So thank you for your time, Eden. Thanks so much.